Today's scripture reading comes to us from the first chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 43 through 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In one way or another, I have been affiliated with the Girl Scouts since I was six years old. One of the things I like about that organization is that they are inclusive of so many girls, all ages, races, religions, and abilities. As such, we as leaders frequently try to teach girls what it would be like to live with different abilities. And additionally, as leaders, we are offered numerous training opportunities to enhance our abilities to work with differently abled girls. At one such training that I attended several years ago, One of the activities was done when we were blindfolded. In this particular activity, we were to identify common kitchen spices with only our sense of smell. Of the six or so spices that I know I routinely use, I was able to identify just one, cinnamon. The others were much more difficult and ended up being, for me, a major source of frustration. You see, the scents emanating from the jars that someone held up to my nose conjured up images of years of baking Christmas cookies and cooking family dinners. I knew that I had used these spices frequently. I racked my brain for several minutes, but try as I might, I could not place the proper name to the familiar odor. I needed more information to put the puzzle together. You see, I rely heavily on my sense of sight 
to characterize the familiar. The colors, textures, and even the labels on the bottles offered irrefutable proof of what I was smelling, and they were not available to me at that time. The lesson I learned that day was twofold. On the one hand, I learned how much I rely on my vision to function. And on the other hand, I gained a lot of respect for those whose sight had left them or those who were born without it and that the, the ways that they must recreate their vision through the use of their other senses. Whatever way it manifests our, itself in our lives, vision is important. It was important to the characters in today's scripture reading as well. The first character we encountered today was who apparently had just uh, been standing around on the dusty roads around Galilee, minding his own business, when Jesus walked by and said, follow me. From this apparently very brief encounter, Philip developed a vision, one which allowed him to see who Jesus was and that he was the one about whom Moses and the prophets had written. We will never know what transpired in that short time that led Philip to be convicted by his vision. But apparently it was one that he thought other people needed to know about. And this brings us to Nathaniel. Nathaniel also had a vision, although it was much different than Philip's. His vision was of Nazareth, a small secluded village of around 300 people to the southwest of the Sea of Galilee. Nathaniel knew the Messiah was to come from Judah, not this insignificant little place in the kingdom of Israel. Nathaniel's vision resulted in his voiced skepticism. Yet, in spite of his skeptic vision, something made Nathaniel want to see more. Yes, Philip was there saying, come and see. But I think it was something else that drove Nathaniel onward. Perhaps it was respect for the opinion of his friend and co-worker. Perhaps it was simply curiosity to see this Jesus who had such an infectious personality. Perhaps it was merely something Nathaniel knew in the depths of his heart. Whatever it was, Nathaniel went, to Phil, went with Philip, and because of that, his vision was changed. Jesus reached out to Nathaniel and told him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. With these few words, Jesus managed to convey the message, I know you. I have known you for a long time, even before you knew me. Brothers and sisters, this message is the same for us. Jesus knows you. He knows me. And he has known us for a long time. He saw us sitting under the figurative fig tree, relaxing in the cool shade after a long and tiring day. He knows in our hearts, and he knows when our vision is one of truth, and he knows when it's one of skepticism. Yet there's more to it than that. We know Jesus as well. 
Like my experience with the spices, there is something comforting and familiar about Jesus, even when we can't put all the pieces together to recognize him and name him. We need another bit of information to complete the puzzle that we somehow know is incomplete. We need the contextualization and the labels to define the whole. We need someone to remove our blindfolds and say, come and see, just as Philip called to Nathaniel. I had a Philip on that day of the spices, one who removed my blindfold and led me to the jars that told me what it was that I was smelling. And more importantly, I've had Phillips throughout my life who called to me out of their faith or who guided me when I was the one saying, what is the good that can come out of this? There was the Philip whom I called mom and dad, who led their household with faith, making sure their three little girls were introduced to Jesus through Sunday school and bedtime prayer. There was the Philip who welcomed the klutzy, uncoordinated, geeky teenager into a group called Fellowship of Christian Athletes, not because I was an athlete, but because he saw me with the eyes of Jesus and knew that my worth was not based on my athletic ability, but on a Savior who knew me long before I ever had the chance to know him. Philip came into my life again to nurture the growth of my faith, despite my questioning why it was my sister who succumbed to cancer while somebody else's sister survived. I've had many Philips to challenge my Nathaniel. They still show up in my life today. These Philips have all said, come and see, even when their ministries were extremely different. The Phillips that have been placed in my life have enabled me to recognize the Jesus I know today. They taught me that God has shoulders big enough for all our anger and our tears, and that it's okay to laugh and question his message. They nourished and watered my soul so I could grow from a baby in the church nursery because of my parents' faith to a teenager who stepped into a new and exciting faith of my own. They walked beside me as I grew into a more mature Christ follower and encouraged me as I dared to believe that God was calling me to his service. The Phillips who are still to come, all will call out, come and see. And their words and actions will continue to shape, inform, and complete my ever-changing vision of Jesus. It's easy for me to look back and identify those who, who served as the Phillips in my life. What is not so easy is for me to look back and see where I have been the Philip to somebody else. When have I called out, come and see, to my friends and my co-workers, or even strangers? I know that I spent many years sponsoring the youth group at my church, but did I touch even one of them enough to plant the seed of faith in her heart? Did I point my coworker to Jesus when he questioned me about scripture? 
Did I show compassion to the man on the street who was dirty and smelly, but who was also hurting and seeking something greater than himself? Where have I nurtured the faith of a child? When have I been excited enough to invite others into the warm and loving embrace of Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth? How have I told them to come and see? Come and see this one who is God, who is offering his love and grace to everyone, no matter if their vision is clear or cloudy, certain or skeptical. Come and see. We are being pushed by our, fel- our Phillips to experience a warm and welcoming Savior. We are being reminded that the Holy Spirit is at work in us and among us opening our eyes and our hearts to a vision that convinces us of the truth of the good news. At the same time, we are being called to be Phillips to the Nathaniels of the world, telling them of the one who sacrificed everything and inviting them to come and see for themselves the one who has known all of us, even before we have known ourselves. Come and see. Jesus is giving you all the pieces you need to see the Savior who loves you unconditionally and who is freely offering his unending grace to you. Come and see. And when your vision is complete, turn to your neighbor and say, Friend, come with me and see. Amen and amen.